Hello, friends. There's lots of interesting things coming up in the Stoic Coffee community, so make sure that you sign up for my newsletter on my website at stoic.coffee. You can also follow me on Twitter at stoiccoffee and on Instagram at stoic.coffee, and you can find my LinkedIn page by searching for Stoic Coffee Break on LinkedIn. Now, I also wanted to let you know that I'm starting a mastermind for tech entrepreneurs as the world of tech is accelerating, and I've had people reaching out to me for a group grounded in Stoic principles. I'll be your facilitator as we tackle some of the big questions in tech using the tools of Stoicism. I have a few spots left for senior tech entrepreneurs and decision makers to join me for a one-hour bi-weekly session. I'll be interviewing candidates to form a tight group for the first cohort of five people, plus myself. Now, if you're interested in joining this, please reach out to me at masterminds at stoic.coffee. Now, again, that's masterminds at stoic.coffee. Thanks again, and thank you so much for listening to the podcast, and I appreciate your support. Hello, friends. My name is Eric Cloward, and welcome to the Stoic Coffee Break. The Stoic Coffee Break is a weekly podcast where I take an aspect of Stoicism, break it down to its most important points, and do my best to talk about how we can apply this in our daily lives. I share my successes and my failures, and hope that you can learn something from my experience, all within the space of a coffee break. Today's episode is called Self-Sovereign. Marcus Aurelius said, Be content to seem what you really are. One of the hardest things in our lives is to be completely honest with those around us. And why is that? Why do we hide parts of ourselves or lie about how we feel, especially with those that we love the most? I think it's because we're afraid of rejection. We're afraid of not belonging. We're afraid that if those closest to us really knew us, that they would no longer love us. The need to fit in and belong is a very powerful and almost primal one. Being rejected by a family or a society can be one of the most devastating events of a person's life. Now, if you were like me and you grew up in a strong religious culture, you understand that there's a very accepted way of behaving and that anything outside of those roles and rules is frowned upon. And sometimes you can be shunned or even excommunicated depending on what the offense was. I have friends who haven't spoken to family members for years or even decades because they didn't believe in the church anymore and didn't toe the church line. For some, it was being open about their sexuality, and it had gotten them ostracized from an organization that had embraced them prior to their coming out. The person hadn't changed at all. Just the perception of them in the eyes of that group changed. So today I want to get a little bit personal. I want to talk about my experience and some of the lessons that I've learned over the past few months. And hopefully these can be of help to you. When I was 17, I decided that I no longer wanted to be a part of the Mormon church. I was tired of feeling ashamed because I struggled so hard to behave like a good Mormon and found it incredibly challenging. I struggled with the inconsistencies in church doctrine and how so many of their core beliefs conflicted with scientific discoveries and even my own common sense. I felt like there was something truly flawed in who I was as a person. And so I tried to leave, but because most of my social circles were church-related, I got pulled back in and struggled on for another decade or so just to fit in. 
in my early 30s, through a lot of support from my ex-wife and just a lot of personal work, I'd finally reached the point where I could no longer pretend to be someone that I wasn't and believe in something that I felt to be patently untrue. And when I finally made that decision to leave, I felt like I had just shed 200 pounds. I felt lighter. I felt relieved. I felt like I was finally free. And it's taken a long time and a lot of work to shed the belief that I was less of a person because I didn't live up to somebody else's expectations. And more recently, I've been working on healing a lot of the trauma from the environments that I grew up in. I've been lucky to find a good therapist who specializes in healing trauma. Retraining my brain how to interpret things has not been easy. It has meant being honest with myself about the things that scare me the most. It has meant facing up to my fear that maybe deep down I'm not a very good person or that I'm somehow broken. And I'll give you a hint. It's not true. I've had to learn how to accept and love myself, even with all my flaws, or maybe even because of them. Now, along with that healing has come a much better sense of well-being. I feel like I am much more honest with myself and with others. I feel like I'm really starting to become the person that I want to be. I ask for what I want and what I need, and I don't necessarily seek for the approval of others as much. There are times when I fall back into old habits and patterns, and sometimes the disapproval of others still can kick in that fear of not being good enough. But those episodes are fewer and far between. Marcus Aurelius said, The happiness of those who want to be popular depends on others. The happiness of those who seek pleasure fluctuates with moods outside of their control. But the happiness of the wise grows out of their own free acts. So one of the biggest truths that I've learned through all of this over the last few months is that when you finally stop apologizing for not living up to the expectations of others and truly accept yourself for who you are and live your life how you feel is best for you, then you're truly free. And this is a truth that is hidden from us. It scares people who have power over you. When they can no longer control or manipulate you, you will be judged harshly. They may speak ill of you. You may be ostracized or shunned. But when you hold to what you know is true and hold to your core values and love and accept yourself, then nothing that anyone else has to say matters. You are free. You are what I call self-sovereign. Now, being a self-sovereign person is really challenging because this kind of freedom is scary. You no longer blame anyone else for your feelings or actions. You don't apologize for not living up to others' expectations. And while you might think that I'm saying that you can do whatever you want, well, in a sense, I am. Being self-sovereign, though, also means that you own your choices and that you are honest about your motivations. And more importantly, you are 100% responsible for yourself and you accept the consequences for your actions. So what are some steps that you can take to become more self-sovereign in your life? I think the first step, and I've talked about this a lot on this podcast because it's something that's been a game changer for me, and that is to work on self-acceptance. To accept that you are worthy of love, just like everyone else. To accept that you are not broken, you are not a mistake, you're just another flawed human being doing the best that you can. And accept that it's okay to make mistakes. You don't have to be perfect to be loved. 
Second is to understand that doing this kind of work is challenging and uncomfortable. So having a good support team in place can make a huge difference. Whether that's a therapist, a good friend, your partner or spouse, or some kind of support group around you. Surround yourself with those that encourage you to be your authentic self. And surround yourself with people who will challenge you to take responsibility for your own actions. And lastly, to do this work, you'll need to step out of your comfort zone. And I found a tweet the other day from a Dr. Hopefully I say this right, Vasilia Benizdok. Uh, her Twitter handle is Juno Counseling, and it just pretty much nailed it. And so I wanted to share this with you guys. And it says, when you're not used to being confident, confidence feels like arrogance. When you're used to being passive, assertiveness feels like aggression. When you're not used to getting your needs met, prioritizing yourself feels selfish. Your comfort zone is not a good benchmark. Being self-sovereign and learning how to be your authentic self and let go of the expectations of others is a challenge that all of us face. The most courageous thing that you can do in your life is to ignore who the world thinks you should be and truly, unconditionally be yourself. And when you can do that, you're free. And that's the end of this week's Stoic Coffee Break. Be good to yourself, be good to others, and thanks for listening.